Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Talks archives again this week with clips from a discussion about teaching effectively online. Also, small note, you may have noticed the title of this one includes the topic instead of the number. This should make it easier to preview and review episodes without having to look in the description. The older episodes on the portal will also be updated to reflect this. Happy listening! For me, I, I teach in my actual classroom uh, where I teach all my other classes. Uh, but personally, uh, in my experience in America, whenever I was teaching uh, at university, I taught a little bit uh, of online classes. And I noticed during that time that I have totally different energy levels when I'm sitting down in front of a computer versus when I'm standing up in front of the computer. Oh. Uh, so whenever I'm sitting down, I'm like in this gamer mode where I just I want to play a game. I want time to pass and I'm just. but if i stand up in front of the computer then that forces me to be more professional and more alert and more energetic too which i find much more useful for keeping children interested in staring at a computer screen for Mm. 40 minutes yes of course knowing knowing the lesson that you're going to teach that's very important and yeah and also keeping with the student because it, it requires like with me when teaching smaller kids online i have to have a lot of energy and it's a bit like difficult because you're teaching online and then they need to see your whole face so i need to stand up and then okay let's jump and then they will not see your your head or something mm. like that so make sure like your your face still be shown in the camera mm. and then your the 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 audio should be good because there are times that your students cannot hear you clearly so mm. it's really important to have the like what Joel have mentioned to have a test run before your lesson itself. So mm. yeah, I think yeah, that's that's the the thing that that I I can share when teaching mm. remotely. As far as like student feedback, sorry, mm. <laughs> um, it's still pretty feasible for me just to ask them questions mm-hmm. uh, and get feedback from their questions. And also when we're doing the writers, unit nine writers are really easy to just say, okay, show me your work. And then they hold up their, uh, their writer in front of the camera and I'm usually able to see right, what right. it is. Um, I'm not able to like fine or finally proofread, so to speak, uh, like I would do for units 21 and up, you uh-huh. know, where you've got the creative writing and I want to check, okay, are they saying, a balloon is blue or a balloon blue, you know, uh-huh. uh, if they're missing little words here and there, that's not something I can feasibly do right. uh, for for all of the students. But in those cases, I'll just have the students read what they wrote and uh-huh. give them feedback on their writing from that case. Uh, mm-hmm. So usually I'll ask about it in question form that's that's relevant. So mm-hmm. if they're having to write creatively about a balloon, then I'll say, okay, so-and-so, tell me about a balloon. Mm. And then they get to tell me what they wrote mm. uh, for their answer. So. so some of the strategies that that is effective for me when, when teaching smaller kids is the use of like props, same as what I'm doing when it comes to on-site, because kids love to, to hear different, especially mm. when telling stories. 
So they love hearing different voices and like I'm going to like be animated even mm. in camera and mm. <laughs> something like that. So yeah, mm. because this the attention span of the smaller kids just about 20 minutes or 15 to 20 minutes and my lesson is 40 minutes. So I make sure like when when I see the kids because mm. it's a fun be like as a teacher it's up to us like when you see the kids you have to really check on them like you have to have the full view of the camera and always check on them but if you share the screen like some of of course if you have many students you will not see everybody right so mm. make sure you just have to take a look at them scroll down while well, just do multitasking just to make sure that everyone is listening with you and if you see mm. that the students are not being engaged in what you're doing make a transition even if it's not in the lesson plan so mm. just make a transition mm. so yeah because teaching remotely and on-site i mean online is really hard like mm. really especially in smaller kids so you just have mm. as a teacher you have to do multitasking checking the cameras if there are like mm. um they're rump running around or what they're doing so you just have to call their attention so what i do is like oh like i call the specific name so show, please turn on your camera i want to see your beautiful face mm. something like that so for props that i typically use in online classes i'll use puppets mm. uh for for any activity where it says you know do something with a friend you know, obviously, you know, hop like a rabbit with a friend. Well, you know, if I'm the only one in front of my camera, I don't have a friend with me. Uh, but then I'll just grab a little puppet and, you know, it'll be my friend. You know, uh, and I encourage the students to do that, too, on any activity where they have to do something with a friend. You know, uh, even unit three, where it's like, give it to a friend. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll encourage the kids, okay, find a friend, you know, or, you know, they can use a puppet or a little soft toy or whatever else. And they'll have like, uh, an eraser or something else in one hand and the, the friend in the other hand, and, you know, they'll give it back and forth that way, uh, to kind of practice the activity. Hmm. Question about your experience. So when I was preparing some questions for today's talks i was thinking oh what should i ask and normally you know we ask like oh yeah can you share you know any success stories or challenges you know memory experiences those are uh just some uh ordinary <laughs> questions um so i was thinking uh this question have you have you discovered any any unexpected benefits or opportunities through remote teaching that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, I guess I'll go first, if that's all right. One of the unexpected opportunities that I've seen with it is the the first time kids start talking about weather is one of the, the coolest things online. But that's partly because I've got my Unit 9 class has, has students that are in totally different regions in Japan. Hmm. So they have different weather uh, <laughs> whenever it, it happens. And so being in the evening as well, whenever we got to Unit 7, we had lots of opportunity for, hey, you know, so-and-so, go look outside. You know, hmm. you know, like, Nathan, look outside. How's the weather? And then, Vanessa, look outside. How's the weather? Is it the same? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and that that allowed us to practice same and different as well as you know mm -hmm. uh, give the kids a, a sense of scale for for the online experience. Mm. The other kind of unexpected benefit, I think, something that we've done 
as a school reaching out to to other groups of English speakers outside of Japan is a kind of a cultural exchange that we sometimes do. We don't do it often. Uh, so far, we've had a chance to do it about once a year because mm-hmm. different time zones and school schedules and things get really crazy whenever you're talking to somebody 12 hours away. Uh, <laughs> but the 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 kids that participate in online classes are usually quicker and more engaged in those exchanges, right. mostly because the format's basically the same. All the kids are sitting in front of a computer talking to each other on a computer in English. So it's it's very much the same as their their online English classes hmm. versus the students that are present in person who then have to participate in front of a computer. They're the ones that get nervous and and quiet most of the time. So that's that was something I noticed. The kids with with more online experience mm-hmm. have better experiences online. Uh, <laughs> Right, right. For me, like, um, because I'm teaching smaller kids, as I mentioned a while mm. ago. So mm. parents are also in there sometimes. Oh. So they're also like the, in there. So they can see what we are doing in the lesson. So they have an idea. We, we're oh. in like when you are teaching in an on-site, we just have an open lesson like twice a year. But when you are teaching remotely, that this the parents can see what we are actually doing in the class and right. we have this like a common notion in japan there's power in the words so oh. we get like other students because the parents will tell to the neighbors oh did you know that <laughs> this this school is uh... good at teaching english something like that so i think that's one of the benefits like the parents will actually see how they the children are like doing good in the I mean, at school or in the lesson. Hmm. But yeah, one of the danger also, they will see how the students react. So you have to really do your best all the time <laughs> so to right. catch their attention. And also because the parents are watching. But it's a good opportunity also for the parents to see like, oh, this is the this is what you are paying for. Mm-hmm. And they can also share it with the neighbors and get mm-hmm. some like other clients out of them. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the... And personally, for me as a teacher, like the benefits that I have and the opportunities that I have teaching remotely, Mm. of course, even if I am far away, I can still do the passion that I have when it comes to teaching. So yeah, like you are just in the comfort of your zone, but still you can still teach and reach out students, even if yeah we are far away from each other. I think that's the good thing about the technology that we have right now. Mm. You can, even if you are just at the comfort of your home, mm. you can still do your passion mm. and reach out as much students as you have. Because when you are teaching remotely, you can accommodate like students, like even if they are sick, sometimes they got they got COVID or flu, mm. but mm. they are feeling like, I mean, they don't have fever at all. They still join the lesson. Right. But of course, when you are teaching remotely, I mean, where you're teaching on-site or physical, when they, when they are positive with COVID, even if they don't have fever or flu, they cannot go to school. Mm-hmm. But the good thing when they ha- we have remote, remote, I mean, this kind of learning mm-hmm. is they can still join even yeah. like, yeah, as much as they can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Uh, if I can kind of build yeah. on to that, the, the parental interaction, you know, mm-hmm. having the parents there for online classes as, as a plus and a minus in, in some of my experiences, uh, right. And also a funny aside, you know, one other thing that I've seen parents do is help 
keep an eye on their student. I've, I've got one student that whenever he was in class, he would have a lot of difficulty focusing, but his mother would not believe us. Mm. You know, oh, my perfect little boy. He's, there's no way he's having that kind of trouble in class. And then we switched to online for, for scheduling sake. And uh -huh. the first couple of days she's walking through the kitchen and looks over at him just with, with his hand on his, or his face on his hand and uh, just kind of zoned out. And then she starts getting, getting on to him for paying attention. And mm -hmm. now she's aware of the problems that happened in class. And she is now reinforcing proper behavior at home mm -hmm. uh, because now she sees that. So, I mean, that's another positive that I've seen. How do you stay motivated and maintain your passion for teaching in a virtual environment? It's still something that I, I experience in the classroom, mm -hmm. uh, but also online. It, it's still there to an extent. You know, is the ability to connect with your students and communicate about their interests. You know, mm -hmm. even if the kids haven't quite fully understood how to to make a perfect grammatical sentence, you know. You know, in the online environment, because the kids are around their their house or around their room, you know, and whenever we do little activities like go find a friend or, you know, show me something green or something mm. blue, mm. you know, you're going to get an idea, a sense of what the kid likes to have in his or her room. You still get that natural expectation of, oh, this kid is showing me a lot of Minecraft toys, you know, or or this girl is showing me a lot of Pokemon toys or, or something like that. And you, you can kind of piece things together that, oh, do you like Pokemon or do you like Minecraft or do you like this? Or, you know, and you still get that ability to connect on their interests. And, you know, kids aren't not to be, you know, bad to kids, but kids aren't usually as fast at picking that up. You know, so whenever you ask them, oh. Do you like Minecraft? You know, they have this surprised look on their face like, wow, how did you know? You know, it's like, well, the last three things you showed me in the activity were, you know, Minecraft oh things, God. you know, or whatever else. So, you know, it, it's easier right. as the teacher to put it together. But it's it's that ability to connect with the kids anyways. You know, in the classroom, you you could still get that information based on, you know, what kind of T-shirt they wear to school or, you know, what's on their bag or mm. uh, what kind of drawings they like to doodle mm. in their writer whenever there's no no more things to write or whatever else, you know. Uh, so that opportunity to still connect with the students, for mm. me, that is one of the, the motivators for me. Mm. You know? um, I still do like, you know, the... The little kid that runs around you and gives you a hug, you know, in mm -hmm. in person, you know, yeah. I don't think there's ever going to be something better than that. You know, mm -hmm. whenever the kid runs into the classroom and says, Mr. Joel, Mr. Joel, and, mm -hmm. and tries to give you a hug or whatever else, you know, but still you can get similar levels of excitement or, or connection with students in the online environment. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's for me, that, that's still very much motivating. Vanessa, how about you? With my with my experience, like I've been teaching, like I mean, I've been working remotely for about a year now, and I'm still adjusting to this kind of teaching environment because I'm a very sociable person. I get energized when I'm around 
with people. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, so there are times that I feel demotivated, like, um, can I keep doing this kind of stuff, like just teaching remotely? So what makes me motivated is just whenever I look at my students and they're learning from me, they're enjoying my lessons. So I, I need to always compose myself, like we can, like encouraging myself, really, mm. like tapping my shoulder because nobody will say, good mm. job. You did very good today, mm -hmm. Vanessa. So I'm going to do it for myself. And yeah, good job. Well so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really always go back to your goal. Why do you teach? Why you are here? What is your main goal? So I think you always just go back to the first day where you really love teaching when you feel demotivated or you don't want to keep moving forward because there are times that like in teaching, some students will be on an active mode and sometimes they don't feel like they want to learn today. So it makes you frustrated as a teacher. So it's really, really important that you should have a balanced life to really maintain your passion and be motivated, especially if you are a person like me who mm. wants to be outside all the time. Mm. So just just like find something that will really keep you motivated, like mm. just going back to your goal and just make your student as your inspiration to just keep moving and keep teaching. A big thank you to Joel and Vanessa, as well as Nathan, the coach in Japan that you heard. If you have any thoughts or questions about teaching online, send them in to mailcarrier at graveseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.